Hello guys, welcome to episode 7 of the Armchair Fan Cricket Podcast and we're sticking with the theme today. We're late as usual. So, uh, hi guys, I think today I'm joined by Adi, Satvik and Vaibhav who are again usual our usual guests. So, say hello boys. Hi guys. Hello guys. Hey. Okay, that was quite enthusiastic, <laughs> but we move. Uh we've missed out on a lot of cricket. I think it's been 12 matches since we last uh, spoke and those 12 matches have seen like have seen history I think that's the easiest way to put it so we had three super overs on the same day where KKR beat SRH and then Mumbai and Kings 11 was like what the double super over it was it was just carnage I think that was like what is the first time in history that there were three super overs on the same day and i think it's the first time in ipl that there's been two super overs in the same match and i think this is the first time it's happened since the world cup final also like i mean there there should have been two super overs but uh, didn't happen that way uh, punjab has now won five matches in a row and are looking i think the like the playoff four is getting more and more decided as like with every week that passes or with every match that passes actually so What are your thoughts, boys? I think let's just start off with the biggest day in IPL history, which was the it was the eighteenth. Yeah, it was the eighteenth, the Sunday. So, what are your thoughts? I think let's start with Adi. Uh, whatever you feel about the Super Overs, then we can move. Before that, before you guys even get into the topic, CSK has done this year. It's okay. Let them be. Let me be. Happens. Mumbai also hasn't qualified so many times. At least we qualified every year till now. Um, but that's okay. There's always. Uh, Adi, first... I'm so sorry, but like just to, I'm sorry before I uh, want to, you know, start off the podcast. Uh, I just want to say, like, you know, big kudos to Mandeep Singh and to Nitish Rana. Actually, yeah. The mental strength that these two have showed over the last few days is mm-hmm. mind blowing. Like I don't understand how they do it. For Mandeep mm-hmm. to come and score a thirty the same evening that the tragedy happened, and then a score of fifty, sixty not out the next game, and say, you know, my dad wanted me to be not out. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't understand how he's done that. And same so with Krishna, I think taking off his jersey yeah. and you know showing his father-in-law's number and name at the back, like. This is what, like, I think this is this emotion is what is really important. Leave the, you know, the sixes and the wickets and all of that. I think this this is great. I think one of my favorite moments this season would probably be, uh, Mandeep Singh, like, you know, uh, like beating his heart, chest and pointing to the sky after he got to his fifty. Like, we've seen we've seen one seventy five being hit, but this is like a different level of emotion. So, I just wanted to, you know, bring that up before we start. Yeah. Anyway, go on, Adi. No, no. We'll start off. No, Satik. What are your thoughts? And then, oh, and then... Like, you obviously pointed out the biggest thing: CSK not finishing in the playoffs this season for the first time. But like going back, like it was an extraordinary day. Two super overs. Like Kane Williamson would surely be watching that match, and uh, KL Rahul was absolutely magnificent. And uh, Gail, we have seen again a Gail masterclass over the weekend. and over the week also so yeah 
it was like an amazing performance from both the sides but eventually uh, punjab did the best bro forget kane williamson jimmy nisham sitting out there in the dugout i don't know what i don't know what what through this uh, last one year has been crazy for him i was just going to point point out um the new zealand players that day kane williamson and trent bolt both lost the super over is that a trend we're seeing new Bro, zealand so won the super over <laughs> i think someone asked jimmy nisham didn't they like what how are you so calm or how are you you know just so silent during it during the super overs and your whole team was jumping around and he just said i'm dead inside and that that that's all he said what a time Jimnisham is great man i think his twitter is incredible bro yeah his twitter account is amazing yeah but what are your thoughts yeah. i think uh, personally speaking i didn't enjoy the like the whatever three super overs in the same day i think uh, it's fun to an extent and it's excitement it's great fun and all of these things but after a point like you just start questioning everything because i mean all of us have been hardened cricket fans for over a decade I, i'd say and we've never seen this right we've never seen this sort of stuff happen and it was literally only one game which is the 2019 world cup final it was one game in i think 10 years that we've all been watching cricket that something like this has happened and to see three super overs in the same day i think it just took like i started questioning everything i don't know like i mean that's just me but what are your thoughts were you guys super excited were you guys jumping around thinking you know this is the best day of cricket ever or were you also like you know question like as a mumbai fan i was very happy because rahul was on like rahul i think was there till the penultimate over and i thought he will win punjab the match but again punjab choked and like it went to a super over you still but, like uh, yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine bro we are in the playoffs and, well not yet but uh, tomorrow So, well, you play RCB tomorrow, so I wouldn't be saying something like that. Yeah, I think Adi and I actually had a like Adi, me, and like a couple of other friends. We had a conversation right, I think, during and just after the second super over, and at least a couple of us, I'm sure, were like just so like pissed off with the way things are going. Like, I mean, it's it's fine, like it's entertainment and stuff like that, but get, there's a level like you don't see these things mm. happen generally. And to see what how many super overs have we had this season? Six. If you count the double one as two, <laughs> then have we had more? Yeah, have we had more than six, bro? Yeah. Before this IPL yeah, total super six. overs happened in the IPL history, were nine. Then like two thirds of the. Or yeah. even more than that. I think we had even more than that, right? This season. No, we had like five or six, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. That makes no sense. Like. We're... No, but I think it's also the fact that like with players returning after a long gap. um there isn't like a clear separation between the teams so it's like all going down to the wire these games um the games are really going deep and the double super over i think it was cricket history so i'm i'm glad that i was able to um watch it yeah. on that day so like i think i'm not questioning possible. it um but i was just really excited and it was brilliant to see as a fan more than anything else i think like, even uh, in the right, first super I over Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Like even in the first super over of the Mumbai Punjab game, like the Punjab scored around five or six runs, and like Mohammad Shami even defended that. Like so that's genuinely good, and even Bumrah, and like we got to learn about a new rule 
for me like i didn't know like if there's a second super over uh, the other six the six players that yeah, participated in the so first what that was so interesting the new rule i think none of us knew it and everyone was just so yeah. confused on who's going to come out to bat and there were memes mm-hmm. saying uh, soon anil kumble will come and bowl and like all of these things zahir khan will come and bowl it was so funny to see all that but yeah adi you were saying something yeah i'm i was saying that i i take vibe of side here that um, you know i it's natural for people to start questioning especially you know that rajasthan thing happened and then chennai got like the chennai thing happened and then like match fixing after that everything people start they just jump to match fixing right like even the other day in the chennai game when dhoni didn't play was like the match is fixed but then there was a valid reason but more importantly i think the fact that you mentioned that all of us are cricketers and all of us have played some sort of cricket if not at the like competitive level like even the you know uh, domestic level uh, we played for a considerable amount of time and we know as players we do whatever it takes to win right yeah and we don't like mm-hmm. the fact that i i agree that it went to two super overs and it's like it's it's the first time that it's happened but then like as a player if you look at it you gave it your all and like the play, the bowler who actually defended like shami should be damn proud of himself like he he literally gave it all gave it his all to take it to yeah, the second super over yeah definitely so six yorkers that angle i think if you look at it from that angle it it's it's something that's that's historic like even like even though people say entertainment and uh, you know match fixing or whatever yeah. but i mean it, it's like you know it's just yeah, like obviously everyone had a great time i think uh, me personally i was a neutral to that game i didn't really yeah same really here who won so it was just a spectacle to watch i mean who doesn't mm-hmm. who doesn't want two super overs man like i would want that again now but it's like we've all played cricket for so long and i personally like uh, we had a season adi and i had a season together recently then that entire season uh, we played about 20 odd games and we had one super over so it's like you know super overs are such a rare occasion in cricket and to see six in one season is just very weird for me like especially after you don't see it in international cricket very very rarely do you do you see it in international cricket and in the ipl what satvik just said that nine in what 12 seasons and nine in 12 season and six in one season in one mm-hmm. season it's just weird like it's just a weird feeling i mean <laughs> i'm not saying you know match fixing and all of those things it's just weird to digest like how do you have so many yeah i think it was i guess hard for everyone to process their emotions on that day um if you were a cricket fan that too if you watched um both the game punjab and mumbai was the firepower that they have in their batting because if you look at the first super over mumbai played um rohit sharma and dikok top class players punjab played um rahul puran and deepak hooda it went to a second over and mumbai had the firepower of pandya and polard and punjab had um gail and agarwal i think that's saying something about the way um the batting lineups are yeah, of these exactly. two teams Uh, actually uh, rahul was contradicting the fact that why polard came into the second over because he was the registered third player to come out to bat in the first super over but like still I mean, all down. of these are like rules you can you know slightly bend and say oh he was <laughs> didn't even walk onto the field so then how does it matter or stuff like that 
like it's always controversy bro i think now if you go back and ask rahul if he has a problem he'll say no because he won so it doesn't really matter uh we've actually seen quite a few shocking results this entire so just just before going to that like i just want to bring up yeah. something for discussion um out of all the super overs that have been played how many of them do you think were like out of the blue like you know something where the game could have been won but was thrown away like especially like the first the one first yeah. match the second first match of the ipl yeah punjab the... had it in hand and they just threw it away and like yeah. even in the even in the mumbai punjab game the first i think like mumbai had it easily to win on in the first super over itself but then again they threw it away yeah that's so, like so weird like don't you do like in the first super over no like no boundaries or anything like that like even rohit sharma and decock were uh, happy taking singles in the super over yeah knowing that they have one wicket more than even the double super i think great question i think by hadi like i think the first like the first super over is the most astounding one because just mayank hit a full toss straight to deep extra cover which is very surprising considering he was at 89 and timing it so well mm. and then to get out and then not come in obviously it's like because of fatigue we all know that and i think we've all defended that decision of mayank not coming but to see him not come in the super over and then you know give it away and it's just i think that super over was the most like you know it was that it was their game to lose and they lost it like it was exactly that other super overs i think can we all just agree and say the, the quality of the super over batting has been average yeah definitely the, barring the, the gale and agarwal one definitely yeah. in the rcb so, one where they chased the super three. over in hmm. the on that day srh kkr also i think 3 uh, for 2 hmm. they yeah, just yeah. had to chase yeah. runs uh then like, what yeah, i think in the first super over also yeah first i think super over that's of the obviously IPLC. one it's uh this quality bowling i think all of us this season are actually very happy at least me personally to see a bowler dominated ipl at least if not 100% at least in most games you see bowlers having a crucial role or at least a significant role in some way or the other whether it be restricting to a low total or one guy picking up say four wickets and it's just so fun to see more even contests there's no point coming in and just seeing okay 200 220 and then the other team you know okay they'll also get to 200 so it's like you know it's not that fun these one 150 160 odd scores tight games are quite fun to be honest that's what i feel yeah um and i've noticed that actually these scores of between say 150 to 170 produce typically exciting games especially cuz um these wickets are also on the slower side yeah, exactly. um, unless unless dew plays a part and like getting there isn't easy eight and over isn't easy especially considering teams choose to have wickets in hand say um that was a thing that actually csk used to do quite a lot of when their um, middle order used to fire was hold wickets to unleash at the back end but then now with the rate going up it's not easy to um, get it away and then yeah, and the bowlers like, do control think, the game i think with 200 plus scores like say chasing for example 200 plus scores is very one dimensional you know you come in and you start bludgeoning from ball one and just try to you know match the run rate till over 10 and then you know it's like a second 10 over game where you again try to do the same thing whereas with 180 170 scores uh, initially you think okay you have enough time to get these runs and then it's a little slow and then the run rate picks up 
and then it's very interesting will the team actually manage to get that run rate and actually smash those runs or in that pressure moment will a wicket fall and then the entire game can change in one snap so i think those sort of games are so interesting to watch because a 170 can swing either way it, it it's completely just two overs can entirely change that 170 game and it can change like multiple times in the same space of few overs so that's what i like about those games uh, we've actually seen quite a few innings actually in the last 12 games that have blown my mind ab comes to mind first ben stokes adi what are your thoughts have you has anything impressed you man always shoving mumbai into the corner <laughs> I think uh, Quinton Decock and Ishan Kishan uh, uh, against CSK and in the next game were brilliant. Um, I don't know about Decock. I, I think he failed in the next game. Uh, I'm not too sure. Just correct me, Sathik, if I'm wrong. Uh, but then the performance for me uh, has to be Varun Chakravarti uh, picking up five wickets uh, as an individual. But as a team, if you look, Punjab versus Sunrisers. I think I don't know. Uh, it it sort of reminded me. Uh, <sighs> Uh, it reminded me of our 50 over game like the final one that we played. Oh, that match, Adi, as a oh my God, Adi, I was <laughs> as a Sunrisers fan that day. I said, stop chasing. I said, stop yeah. chasing and go and buy a batsman at the auction. A batsman who can bat, an Indian batsman at number three or four. I I've got like I got two of my friends uh, Adira and like Rajiv just messaging me it's like they were just cursing I've got like 15 20 messages different words of cursing that they've just sent criticizing this team like how they failed to chase this total and how they've lost that game um mm-hmm. but yeah I think as a team the way Punjab came back into that game was brilliant but individually if I have to say um, it'll probably be um Shikhar Chakravarti I get all I mean, if you had to go batsman, would you say Shikhar has impressed you a lot? Shikhar, Shikhar. Was, yeah, was definitely. Indian batsmen are like actually playing pretty well this season. Like, uh, the top out of the top five run scorers, three are Indians, and like out of the top three only, uh, Shikhar Dhawan, K. Rahul, and Virat once again. So yeah. like, yeah, it has been was, a good season for India. Was Shikhar Dhawan's two hundred? Uh, Before our previous episode, or was it? Uh, yeah, that's when yeah. he was coming at. Like after the two hundreds, he hasn't performed. Yeah, after the two hundred again. Yeah, really he got out. And course. both were pressure run chases, by the way. The exactly. ones that um, Davin hasn't performed high high scoring run chases. Hmm. Um, these last couple of games. It was um, good to see Ben Stokes yeah. finally get some form. I think that I, Rajasthan I, Royals chase was a masterclass. That was a masterclass, and to see Samson bat through, um, he's been guilty of throwing away starts. So to see him. Actually, stay with Ben Stokes and finish the game was quite nice to see. Yeah, he has pretty good guns also, so that's a bonus. <laughs> and yeah, like if we are mentioning Samson, like we need to mention that he's in the squads for the white ball. Uh, yeah, I think we'll get to that. That's another entire talking point in this episode. So let's just you know finish off with IPL and then we can move on to stuff that actually matters. I'm kidding. <laughs> just international cricket just matters more, man. Like what is this? uh i think the uh, batting performance that stood out for me overall like over the last say 10 15 days has been chris gill's re- reincarnation almost as a number 3 number 4 who can come in you know take time to settle down and then just smash whoever he wants and what after before he came it was seven matches uh, one win six losses and now it's five mm-hmm. matches five wins 
uh, since he's come into the team. So clearly, the universe boss is doing something well, really well. I like think. he has hit some nine ninety three T twenty sixes, which is like four times more than the person at number two. Yeah, is it maybe at number two, right? which is actually good for mm-hmm. like punjab also and like they they have they seem to be balanced now yeah. like with like, mayank and yeah. gail opening and like gail at 3 do you see them i think um yeah, okay just before you before we get to the qualification thing just a, a, a thing about gail i think like with someone like gail his very presence is enough right like um as a fear factor for the bowlers because you know that if he sticks around for say um 20 25 balls and even more he's going to do damage so i think it's like just destructive um yeah, and he changes right. the game quickly which he helps punjab so and take like, pressure off rahul also yeah, yeah you change your length the second you see him walk onto the crease like you just change your length immediately because you know anything at bowl full he's going to pump you so it, it, it i think it's very it's very weird to bowl to players like that i think pollard fits there russell fits there ms also to an extent is in that bracket uh again again question for you guys uh about varun chakravarty he what five wicket haul so impressive throughout the season i think not in terms of wickets maybe but just throughout the season he's been like he's been absolutely brilliant uh each one of you all can obviously say what you all feel do you think this is a bowler who's going Do you think sorry? Uh, do you think he's a bowler who's going to be consistent in a, in the like a long run, or do you feel like he's going to be one of those players who you know, come in, come in, play a season, play a couple of seasons, then get figured out? Because obviously he's not a orthodox off spinner or leg spinner. He's somewhere in between. So do you think he's going to be one of those who just comes in a couple of seasons, fires, and then everyone picks him and then he's done? What do you guys think? Like one by one. yeah so i feel like he can be a great uh, like a spinner for india as well as for kkr like but if you see uh, players like mayank markande and rahul char have been in the fray for indian team but uh, they haven't been able to like seize their spot in the team because of presence of uzi and like uh, uh, kuldeep yadav and also mentioning kuldeep is not starting for kkr and like for varun i think he can go a long way but he still needs to prove himself uh, for another or a couple of more seasons to see his spot in the england team but do you Surely. see that you see the happening though it's a, you know it's very weird with these spinners who come with an unorthodox action they're generally here for like a couple of seasons and then like you know they just get figured out and then there are exceptions Yeah, once the mystery element is gone, I think a lot of these spinners go. Yeah, there are exceptions, obviously, but do you see no, no, no. there's an exception? Um, maybe but, like like go on, go on. Yeah, so so you were um you brought up Narain, right? Obviously, now we know he's remodeled his action and all, but um ever now since like he, he was 
Yeah, ever since um, he was, I think he was reported a couple of times earlier as well. But ever since that happened, he hasn't been the same Narain that he was, say, in the first three or four years um, in terms of threat level, so to speak. So, like, I feel while he's been good, he hasn't been at that level after that. Yeah, Adi, what do you think? I mean, you're a bowler too, you but you have a pretty yeah. orthodox action, so... So I think I think Varun Chakravarti's real value will be known uh, one more season at least. Um, if like even if it's not IPL, like like uh, even in the TNPL for sure, because I can assure you at the moment what's happening at every team's camp, whether domestic or international, is there is some person out there in every camp that is analyzing Varun Chakravarti's action right now. And in the Australia series comes, they're gonna say, you know, if he's bowling an off spinner, he's gonna release it this way. If he's bowling a flipper, he's gonna release it that way. If he's bowling a variation, he's gonna release. He's gonna release it that way. And once that once that's figured out, like like you said, once the mystery is gone, One. then that's when we have to see how good a bowler he is. Because right now people don't know how to play him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Um, to an extent. Game, yeah. Sorry, to an extent, I'm not saying it's it's not a similar situation, but to an extent, this is like Rashid in test matches, where everyone, you know, yeah, Rashid yeah. is this, sorry? I, I was coming to exactly that, I was coming to exactly that. Okay, then okay go I on. had a different player in mind. Um, go on, Adi. Uh, you have to say. Adi. Okay, so, um, if you guys remember, like, some eight or nine years ago, almost ten years ago, there was that Sri Lankan spinner named Mendes who used um, Ajanta Mendes. <laughs> yeah, who used to um use those little flicks and all that, release it differently with his fingers. But, um, but I he see. Still as a legend. He did retire as a legend, but did he achieve um as much as say we would More have than expected than of him? And for a long period of time, I don't think so. So, um, the test for Varun Chakravarti is sustaining it because with the level of video analysis that goes on now with teams, like Adi was mentioning, they figure it out quicker than it was ever done before. So, he'll have to sustain. Yeah, there was like a similar player like a couple of seasons ago. Um, Shivil Kaushik for Gujarat Lions. Oh, no, like, he, he not, had a very they're, unique... They're not, a, they're not on the same level. No chance. Like, there's no way there. Like Shivil Kaushik, yeah, he just came in for a couple of matches, got smoked, and didn't play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adi, you had a point. I think you were saying. No, something. I think just to sidetrack once, um, when we're talking about like you know special mentions, uh, I wanted to bring it up, but then the conversation moved on. Uh, I think we have to really give a round of applause to Rudraj Gaikwad for you know the way he's come back. Uh, you know, after testing positive for COVID, um, yeah, he tested ice also. So he had to be in isolation for a longer period. Then to come and to get out the very first ball that he faced in the IPL, then to come again and get out again for zero, and then to come back and score, I think, 63, 64 not out against a team like RCB that's been insane this year. I think, like, you know, that that requires tremendous mental strength as well. Like, I just wanted to mention that. that yeah, time. yeah, 100%. I think uh, one of my favorite points, I think, like, this season, I think we'll get to this when it comes to the Indian selection also, which is a next, like, a part two of this podcast, which is how will, uh, you know, how are these youngsters going to be bred into cricket, like, right now? Because obviously, India, uh, I feel like India also, we're taking 
we're taking the fact that we have kohli dhawan rohit uh, like a lot of these guys in their prime right now we're taking it for granted and if all of them move out together it's the same predicament again like how csk is right now where we're just stuck and to find those next superstars will uh, be the tension so that's why i think uh, i'm being an rcb fan i just want to talk about devilliers for a minute like i don't know how many of you guys watched his innings and he's just never lost it i think like superman is he just the, the job is to save rcb from like burning like from like dying situations yeah to take, like on, a... to take on unat cut like that especially the long boundary i think he hit every shot in that over to mid wicket and it was the longest boundary and to score those runs against rajasthan and win them the game and then you see kohli on youtube saying i love de villiers at the end of it like that just icing i think that partnership mm. is the reason rcb exists as a franchise to be honest <laughs> um and the fact that de villiers yeah, did it without kohli yeah um he did it with gurkeerat man i know he's a good player and all in the domestic circuit but how many times has he been in that sort of a pressure situation before um needing 35 of 12 he changed the game and i think that's abd like there's nothing more to say that just abd doing what uh, he does a couple of more i think freak results that uh, at least especially satvik and adi would would love to speak about i think one was cskmi uh, just shocking uh another one akr rcb that i'll just quickly touch upon before you all have the csk mumbai chat because we know how that's going to go but uh akr 84 for 8 in 20 overs and then rcb finishing it off in what 13 overs uh that was just one of those days you know where the greatest fast bowler of the world has ever seen mohammad siraj absolutely <laughs> murdered them and it was so much fun to watch i had a great time watching I think he got his call up just solely based on that performance. I mean, anyone would give him that. But yeah, it's just fun to see RCB, you know, on top as bowlers, not just as batsmen. You always see, you know, Chris Gayle, KL Rahul, Kohli, De Villiers, like all these guys winning, winning it for us with the bat. Mm-hmm. To see it with the ball, especially a fast bowler just come in for someone who, as as RCB fans, like we've grown to, you know, have that opinion that he's going to leak. runs which is obviously happened a lot so it is nice to see siraj come pick up those beauties and then win us the game now to yes. the elephant in the room uh, now not even in the tournament uh, adi or adi i mean uh, csk uh, <laughs> like that's not what i mean i mean csk adi how what do you think man like like it's just it's just unfortunate to see them out so early it literally just passed halfway into the tournament so What do you think? I know, like you're a die-hard fan, so you must be. Pissed. What else can I say, bro? It's just don't be in a year. <laughs> like, like there were a couple of games that we could have won that we lost. Um, there were a couple of games that we, I don't even know what we did. We just went and played for like for playing sake. Mumbai's um, game. What do you think? Talk about that. Mumbai's game. Before I get into that, I'm just happy that we crossed forty nine. Like the moment we crossed forty nine, I was like, okay, now let's oh, like let's get involved. Till then, so much tension was happening. Uh, the moment we crossed forty-nine, like I got a little bit relaxed, and then you know Sam Curran also single-handedly scored more than forty-nine, so that was fine. Um, but yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Bumra and Trentford just took the game away from us in like the first four overs only. So, oh, and then like 
uh, I thought I thought like you know when Dhoni was talking to them before we went on to the field, I thought we'll get full Josh and you know try to get some wickets in the first few overs. Um, full match, we didn't only get wickets, but then yeah. There were like some misfeeds and like drop catches again. Yeah, bro, like, like nothing went our way that that day. Like you can't. Yeah, you can't yeah. It's one of those games. Gone, yeah. Like. You really can't comment. Like that's the game that I can least comment on because every other game at least you can pinpoint something. I think, game I think Sathvik's Sathvik statement was the sweetest way I've seen someone rub salt into another wound. Like that's the <laughs> drop. Anyway, they lost. Anyway, they lost by ten wickets. Still, oh, drop catch is misfeed. That also you didn't see, bro. Like why? Unfortunately, lost means. Um, but yeah. A note on C. A note on CSK. Uh, Adi knows this better than anyone else. I've waited 12 seasons for this. I have waited 12 I seasons. I going to say that. And to every other team out there, CSK is not invincible. CSK is beatable. That just shows how good CSK is, bro. If you waited 12 years, that just shows how good that, CSK is. Well, but now they're beatable. That's what I mean to Another, say. I think they're, they're not invincible. Not <laughs> no, I have a counter point, actually, to what Weber said. Which is, as all cricket fans, I think I hate CSK more than a lot of fans hate CSK. That much I'm sure about. But, but like, CSK in the El Clasico, Mumbai has won more times than Chennai. Hey, you go <laughs> These Mumbai fans, no. I swear, bro, they're all United fans also. Like, it's just a combination. Hey, I'm a United fan, not a Mumbai fan. Damn. But anyway, I think all of us <laughs> anyway, need, yeah. to, need to make the most of this opportunity and make fun of CSK fans as much as we can. Because the team is yeah, going to come back and they're going to come back hard. If you beat us twice in a season, then you talk, okay? That's, bro, I'm complimenting That's you. That's the only thing I can say now. <laughs> I'm literally complimenting you. <laughs> we beat you like four times last season. Four times. Two times four in the like, league SRH stage. Four times before that. So, bro, compete <laughs> with SRH, no. SRH is a small team, bro. Sathvik, we rolled you over for 81 at the Wankhede. Which other team has come and done that to you? Bro, so what, bro? You can't even chase like 120. Hello, Sathvik, if SRH is a small team, Ashish is a small team. SRH is a small team. Last year didn't exist only then. That's what. Bro, but basically the point I wanted to say was uh, CSK is going to come back and I'm actually quite excited to see how that happens because it's MS and I'm just sure that the franchise is going to pick up and going to be great again sometime soon. So yeah, we're going moving to on to our next segment. Huh? We're going to come back stronger and then you can wait another 12 years. I'm being nice to you. After- okay, bro, I hope they die. I hope they all die. <laughs> right. Go. I, I was no. nice. properly. I was saying, okay, I'm sure they're gonna come back and all. You went and <laughs> take another thirty years like Liverpool, bro. Okay, this is going. Moving on, moving on to our next part of this podcast, which is the Indian team selection. Yeah. So the segment two is about the Indian team selections, and they've recently announced the ODI T20 and the Test squad. And it's usual suspects, I think, in each uh, each team. But I'm just going to go through a couple of names that stood out. Uh, to see Navdeep Saini in the test squad is actually nice because he's, he's just a quality bowler. Uh, Shubman Gill there, which is, again, 
just you know i think it's like shaping for the future and mohammad siraj i think that's just the biggest talking point that we'll come to and for no no rohit sharma that's i think yeah more than even uh, no mohammad siraj being there i think the exclusion of rohit sharma is the biggest question mark in this entire like what squad selection is it because of fitness is it other reasons we don't really know so let's we'll talk about that odi squad i think it's pretty much what it should have been i don't really know i don't know shardul takur should be there maybe someone else but uh, t20 squad again i think it's quite fine only uh, varun chakravarty the the one for bowler we spoke about for quite a while i think in the previous section he is there so that's the inclusion so yeah three talking points i think rohit um uh, rohit is one mohammad siraj is the second and varun chakravarty third let's go one by one uh, start off with again i think adi adi what are your thoughts on the squad uh, if you could replace anyone if someone doesn't deserve to be there or are you happy whatever like whatever you feel i think the rohit sharma uh, like there's no transparency like i don't know it's too early to comment uh because like you know the bcci releases a, a note saying he's not fit enough and then mumbai uh you know half an hour or two hours later puts out an instagram post where he's playing in the nets and if he can play in the nets then i don't see why like he can't play in a match um i i think it's a decent team like i i'm i'm not i'm not like a surprise inclusion would be siraj um, and chakravarty like in that for that matter like i know he's a mystery spinner i know he's done well but like it's still his debut season uh, that was a surprise inclusion for me um and i think uh, like just to base on um, you know recent form i would also say prithvi shaw being there um, is a bit you know um, confusing because he was he's like he's not been like in form for the last few uh, weeks at least um and you know if you look at pure form then they've that not being there also would be um yeah that is quite I, i think he's just too young i think like they'll give him a domestic season once uh, maybe a ranji season if not maybe even in india season but domestic and then push him for abroad tour uh Adi, anything else to add? I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, if there are any replacements, if not Siraj, who would you have? And if not Varun Chakravarty, who would you have? I think once we once we get on with the discussion, I'll just come up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm happy actually with, with Varun Chakravarty. So, Satvik, what are your thoughts? Like again, I agree with Adi in this one. Like I don't agree with Siraj's selection. I like. instead of shadul in the odia squad we could have someone else like someone better deepak chahar like uh, yeah deepak chahar maybe like yeah he can be like quite effective like 5 6 overs at the start and like he is like according to me he is a much better bowler than deepak chahar uh, like than shadul thakur and uh, varun chakravarty like we like they can give him a game or two in the tour like if they are like if they have won the first two games and they can give him uh, the third game to see like what he's made of like if he's capable of being at the international level or not so yeah let's see what happens so on the point of the t20 team obviously the big talking point is that varun chakravarty has been selected 
I think it's a good move because it's good to play him um, for a few games before he's actually figured out. Um, with these mystery spinners, like just best to play them right then and there. Um, who knows? He might be a trump card in the Australia series, considering the um, Australians aren't exactly the best at playing spin. Um, so I think that's one point. The second is that Sanju Samson being selected is quite good. Um, I think he has a chance to really prove himself, considering that Pant hasn't been picked um, for the white ball squads, and there's a T20 World Cup next year. So Samson has a chance to prove himself. Um, apart, I think apart from that, the rest of the squad looks pretty standard um, in terms of ODIs, T20s, and Test, Test especially. Um, Mayank Agarwal getting a chance in the limited overs is also, I think, a good sign because he's a solid player. And along with Rahul, um, he scored quite well this year. Manish Pandey on the back of another good IPL or actually a decent IPL because he has been scoring for Sunrisers. Maybe he hasn't scored like Rahul has, but he still scored quite a few runs. So I think um, another opportunity for another player to make a case for himself. Yeah, uh, my opinion, I think Varun Chakravarti, uh, it's fine. I think, as you said, Satvik, like, sorry, Weber, you brought up a great point, which is use the trump card while you have it before it's done. And then it just won't make sense. That way, I think it's it's a fair decision. Uh, Adi, I actually like the fact that you mentioned Dave that even though, you know, I feel a little early, even though it might not seem so because he's just, you know, smashing fat Cummins over his head. So why is he not ready? He can do that means why can't he play? But yeah, I'd like to see Dave that there, if not now, then maybe later. But yeah, uh, coming to a point that actually a lot of football fans have a problem with with each of their clubs. I think all of us supporting whichever club we do, we've all had that problem. And now it's the same with cricket. There is just no transparency. And I think this is one of the first times where I've seen a player dropped and you know, immediately there's just so much outpour, like for some reason. And if if they're saying fitness, but it's not fitness, then what can be, what can it be? Like Satvik, I think you've followed Mumbai Indians a lot. So do you have any idea on what the reason is? If not fitness, because it's not fitness. Like let's just like, let's just them trying I to. I think it was a hamstring injury, which like which he like took place in the India New Zealand series, like back in February. Like, he's still recovering from that. Like, what Pollard said in the pre-match, like, at the toss uh, during the MICSK game, he said that he had a slight nickel and, like, he has some fitness issues regarding the hamstring only. But, I mean, like, I think he he's batting in the nets, no? As Adi said. Like the yeah, I think, like, everything good. depends upon tomorrow now. Like, tomorrow, the MIRCB game. But the squads are now... If, like, if he's batting... Like, if he's batting in the nets, like, we'll see what Pollard says and, like, how his fitness is. Like, Mumbai, like, they obviously know that they just need one win from the remaining three games. And, like, they don't want to risk Rohit Sharma right now. And, like, they won't, probably want but to save so them like, for uh, the playoffs. Now, the squads can't be changed, right? I don't know the rule, but can the squads be changed once they're announced? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think um, they can. Because they're keeping an eye on Ishan Sharma as well. Yeah, um, they have said they have said. But I think, but I think with all these COVID protocols, and I don't know, like I'm not too sure, but I don't think Australia will also let them change. Like yeah, even for families true. traveling, they were so skeptical. I still don't know if that's allowed yet or not. 
uh, and because it's a long series bcci was requesting them you know uh, let the families travel but like australia is pretty strict with all this um, and i don't blame them but then uh, yeah we still so, don't know so then like if see if it's fitness then fine but it's clearly not fitness because as adi said if he, if a guy can bat in the nets then he can probably bat in a game and the series is not day after tomorrow the series is much later it's in december so you know why hold out and assume that the person is still going to be unfit say one month minimum one month later for a series and i don't even know if you would have made the test squad anyway maybe he would have but maybe in the same you know fitness or oh, he might not be ready like uh, i had two doubts like i'm like do, do you think like kuldeep yadav deserved the test selection like he's not starting for kkr at all i no, think it's so very like, weird though it's like some people uh, end up getting a place in the team because of ipl whereas other people even if i like ipl doesn't affect their place and it's so it's so weird to see like siraj is there solely based on ipl whereas if it was solely yeah. based on ipl kuldeep wouldn't be there so True. it's it's very it's like a 50 50 sort of thing you know what do you like which side of the coin are you a part of do celebrate yeah, like, like i would like i would prefer chahal instead of kuldeep like even in the test squad i know he doesn't play that much first class or domestic cricket but still like well, yeah. kuldeep so, uh, ha adi go sorry, but the they, they also had shabaz nadeem in the frame yeah. like in the south africa and the bangladesh series in india last year so like nadeem played one test match i think right yeah he like, did he did he was decent only well i have i have two so, yeah. things to bring up here uh first one is what do you guys think about surya kumar yadav does he deserve an indian call up like it's it's been a while and he's been performing in and out like since 2016 he has been consistent at number 3 for mumbai Like, 16 or 17 yeah but like 18 for mumbai that whatever is. like it's like three yeah, years yeah. still like it's long overdue like he's the most like i think there's a stat like he he has the highest runs for a non indian like non cap player okay yeah hmm yeah like it's long the, overdue but like the second thing that i think is more important here is what's the message that's being sent is the message that you know you get to play for india is it that if you perform well in ipl that you go or is it that you play ranji well and you go so i was watching this um i was watching this on ashwin's youtube channel with um, you know shridharan shriram and uh, al shivaramakrishnan and mm-hmm. they basically talk about how to play for india ranji trophy should be the ideal way to go because then people play ipl like they they don't play ranji trophy to win they play they they just play ranji trophy to get to ipl and then because they see ipl as the pathway to go to india and one prime example of that is parthu patel you know when he won the ranji trophy uh, as a i think he was a uh, captain also and he just straight away went and played for india after that but like what we see now especially with tamil nadu cricketers because that is the focus of the discussion there is that many people play to get an ipl contract which they see will lead to an indian contract whereas should the ideal way be through winning ranji and then going and representing because i saw another tweet the other day where the top 10 ranji trophy scorers were not even considered like i don't know if they were considered or not but they were not selected in the indian test squad like not even one right 
you raise an interesting point, Adi, and I'll tell you why. Um, we can all agree that Mayank Agarwal, since he made his test debut in Australia, has been brilliant um, for the Indian test team and um, in the IPL now and last year as well. And Agarwal's um, rise was won after toiling in the Ranji. Like, I know he was part of the IPL um, and all that, but still it was after years of toiling in Ranji and all those years of playing in the Ranji against the new ball um, year after year for a few seasons continuously, I think builds up your technique, yes, but also the mental toughness to score um, the weight of runs, to score big hundreds in Ranji. And I think that was the reason why he was able to play well, even though he made his test debut like in Australia, which isn't easy. So I think we, we're seeing with the example of um, Mayank that it is a good idea for players to be put through the test of Ranji for a few seasons. And that's also why I believe Padikal should go through that for a couple of seasons. Um, I really like watching Padikal back, but I just, um, you don't want to throw him in there right away, sort of. You want to wait for a couple of years for a player like him. And the Ranji is definitely critical and it should be given that importance. Yeah, I completely agree. Satik, sorry. So- yeah, so if Rohit doesn't make to the squad, like even if he's fit now, they can't change the squad. Who do you think, like, do you think uh, KL will open with Mayank for the test matches? And, Maybe. Uh, similar, um, like, or will Shubman Gill can get his test debut as an opener? I don't I think, think Gill will get unless we like seal the series or something. Yeah, because Gill opens for KKR, I know, in um, white ball, but he typically in red ball bats at three or four for Punjab. I, I don't think he is an opener in the domestic circuit. And he didn't open even in the under-19 World Cup. He batted at three. So I'm not so sure of Gill as an opener with the red ball. Mayank, yes. Um, we'll need to see how Rahul goes in the tests because while his limited overs has been brilliant, um, he hasn't been at his best in tests, so I think we'll have to see how I Rahul think, uh, plays. Rahul's last test was in Australia only, the third test. He batted with Mayank only in the third test, which was Mayank's debut only. Like, no, actually Mayank to... replaced um, Rahul in that series, I think. Because... No, Murli um, Vijay and KL Rahul played the second test against Australia, no? And in the third test, uh, he replaced uh, Mayank Agarwal. Prithvi Shaw wasn't in the frame and Rohit Sharma had gone home, I think. For uh, Wasn't for, it between the Australian series only that Hardik Pandya and KL Rahul were sent back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this that series? Are, are we talking about a different year here? No, no, no. The 2018 one. Uh, 2018 December. But like uh, Hardik Pandya and KL Rahul were like left out of the squad uh, for the ODIs and T20s, not for the test. But like coming to the yeah, point, that's like right. uh, instead of Rohit, do you see uh, for the uh, white ball squads, do you see Mayank Agarwal opening or like KL Rahul will leave his number five position and opening the batting? Both are possible, but I quite like the option of Mayank opening. The form he's been in, the fact that he has a solid technique um, and all that and the way he plays, I think Agarwal should definitely open. Atarva, yeah. what are your thoughts? I mean, quite. 
Yeah, I mean, just listening, I think it's quite interesting. Two very, like, I missed out on two very interesting topics. One, uh, Mayank, I think KL will end up opening, at least in limited overs. Um, on a side note for the squads, do you guys um see the emergence of the younger players? Like I think four bowlers have been um called up to the team as yeah. backup bowlers. So there's uh Natarajan, there's Kartik Tyagi, there is um Ishan Porel, I think it was uh, yeah, from that, Kings yeah. Eleven. Um, so with these guys, I think I'm sure Natarajan is being considered mainly for the T20s. As a Yorker specialist, um, what do you guys think about that idea of um, taking those three or four bowlers, giving them that exposure? Uh, right before now? that, I, think I have a very interesting thing about Natarajan uh, that I want to ask you guys as well. Do you think he'll succeed? Do you yeah. think do you yeah. think him as a solely Yorker specialist is going to help? Because like, we thought Bumrah was uh, just the Yorker specialist, but no, like, but see, Bumrah, Bumrah has that short ball. He has that bouncer to surprise. Like the we didn't know, like uh, the 2015 IPL. After the 2015 IPL, we thought like he's the Yorker specialist and he can only bowl Yorkers. Like all 24 balls, he can bowl Yorkers. But like True. since like, but like yeah. he, but if like if Natranjan is given the same exposure as Bumrah and given the enough chances to. Like help him succeed. Like he can also become a similar bowler. Like he can bowl different lengths at different times if needed. Because at this moment, like if you see Natarajan as a Yorker specialist, like how you guys honestly tell me how long do you think it's gonna take someone like Steve Smith or um, you know uh, uh, David Warner or uh, you know yeah. like anyone from the South African team or like in, like from anyone from the England team to step out two steps before he bowls. And it'll be those scoop shots and all will start exactly. happening. Because a lot. if you know he's yeah. going to 16, 30, uh, 24 balls, Yorker, 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 then you're just going to stand. Because, but then if you have that occasional short ball that's going to you know, put fear into the batsman, then the batsman's always going to be you know, very unsure about whether to go front or come back. And that's when I think the Yorker really helps. Uh, or you know, it's, it's um, given that trade to when you have the variation of that you know, quick short ball. Which Natarajan at this um, moment doesn't have. Okay, so counter, like Okay, so a counterpoint to Adi. Yes, um, I agree that you know the fact about having a couple of variations is crucial, especially in T20s, like a good shot ball or even a good change of pace. Um, but I will still argue that the Yorker is still the toughest ball to put away, no but matter what. And if they know. And if they know that he's going to bowl Yorkers, surely by this point in the IPL, um, he they would be trying to do that as well. And we have seen teams try um, to attack him, players try it to attack him. But if you get the Yorker right, you just can't hit a Yorker, basically. A good Yorker. But getting the Yorker right in 24 balls is one thing. And the batsman, you know, blocking all 24 is a different, like it's a whole different story. And we, he's now, you know, first season again, just bowling great Yorkers and all. But the point is that if he comes into, say, the longer format, or if not even to the international circuit, batsmen aren't dumb. Like, batsmen are going to realize that he's just going to yawk them. And then all the scoop shots, all these, you know, stepping down the track before he bowls itself, all of that is going to come into the frame. And 
obviously that like un, like you know like unsettles the bowler's line in length and once that starts happening especially the fact that he's young and into the international circuit like really new i think he'll struggle but obviously is an option like as satvik said bumrah was the same to be honest and at least that's what all of us felt obviously he had a lot more skill but that's what we all felt and now look at him one of the best fast bowlers in the world so hopefully you know natarajan can actually learn pick up mm-hmm. new stuff and under the mentorship of you know people like bumrah and then become a great bowler but i'm so sorry but i just mm-hmm. want to you know rebring up or whatever bring up the a topic of ranji versus ipl because i was you know i just missed out on that segment but uh, i think the biggest thing is as uh, fury said sorry adi said uh, ranji is like is key and everyone should actually look at ranji as a way of coming into the indian team rather than getting a lucrative ipl contract and then moving it into the indian team because at the end of the day i think all players everyone and as fans also we know that odis and tests are the most important formats obviously tests number one and then odis and then t20s is like in the international circuit people don't really look at t20s that much but in terms of mental strength as web have mentioned and playing the long game and you see players like mayank who you know who toiled so 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 hard wasim jafar at one point i don't know how many of you all, you all remember him like that well i i surely don't but wasim jafar was one of those players you know who just came in through ranji did the hard yards in domestic cricket and then played you see all these england players they don't mm-hmm. get selected into the england team based on the natwest t20 blast they get selected based on their county championship right yeah. that's how it should be and players don't get selected based on the big bash very rarely does that like happen players get selected based on the count, like the australian sheffield sheffield shield season so it's about it's about that i think if uh, players can come up in other countries based on their domestic season then i think the same should be given here because it's it's the importance of the indian test side that should be given number one and for that to happen the only route should be the ipl and not like it should be sorry should be uh the ranji and not the ipl but a counter to that just to you know be on the other side is that do we really even should we even really classify ranji as a top class tournament anymore like that's the biggest question do we see bowling attacks especially not batting not as much but do we see bowling attacks and batting lineups as good in ranji as compared to like the step up i feel from ranji to india is too 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 big like i don't know you see bowlers in ranji bowling what 125 130 as fast bowlers very rarely do you see a 140 bowler and then you come in the international circuit and no bowler bowls below 140 so i feel like if ranji has to be the way uh, players come into the indian team that has to be given importance and ranji should be looked at as a tournament you know where players should be dying to play ranji and it should be like so important to their career that every player and every team goes out to win as i think adi mentioned that point so ipl is like okay indian t20 team maybe you can push that way but i'm a sole like strong believer in the fact that uh, ranji is the way to go and but for that 
obviously it's not just so easy to just say that ranji needs a massive massive upgrade if that means in terms of coaching in terms of players in terms of like whatever salaries and stuff like that or the like you know promotion of ranji as a tournament and the you know resources pumped in into the tournament it's all these things but yeah sorry i went on a long rant but that's what i feel and but like i feel it depends upon the tv rights as well like yeah it's all these things like overall this ranji needs to become better it's like we're saying you know ranji is i'm saying ranji is a way to go but not like this ranji needs to get like substantially yeah. better and that can only happen if it's you know marketed more publicized more like there's more resources like they, they only show like on hotstar they only show like main matches like mumbai karnataka like delhi mumbai these sort of games like they don't even show like small games like um, like some assam versus some other small team or stuff but like that's yeah. important yeah exactly and like that's what that's i think that's what it should become if ranji is given that importance and that limelight only then will we will players actually want to play ranji rather than the ipl and then and then that's when you know players will start coming up and uh, sorry i'm backtracking again and again but surya kumar yadav i think again one of those brilliant batsmen who's just born at the wrong time and in the next 3 years do you see a player like him come into the team and replace kohli or you know replace who's the number 3 right now kohli only no what does kohli bat for nowadays for style like i don't know recently what is the question no kohli is still 3 um but then if you're looking at taking over the number 3 there's a shreyas ayer waiting and there's a shubman gill waiting so then in terms of surya kumar yadav look he's been good um with kkr he used to play like a finisher role and now with mumbai he bats in the top order but then i i don't think he's done enough in domestic cricket say he hasn't had that yeah, prolific yeah. season that makes you stand up and watch him so in that sense um inconsistency could also be a factor for him yeah i think it's just you know one of those like badrinath that adi would know a lot about like one of those players you know just unlucky like this born at the wrong or any wicket keeper who was born when ms was playing so it's just unfortunate that they get they won't get that turn but yeah i think uh that's all we have i think for today guys um all of us are pretty tired <laughs> this this has been such a such a long episode so many talking points you know we all thought there would be just the super overs and stuff like that to talk but one thing leads to another and you get a two hour podcast <laughs> but uh i had a great time guys actually there's so much to talk about so many different topics we've all gone in loops and circles and yeah finally we're pretty much <laughs> pretty much done so i hope to see you all next week uh whoever is free and please tune in guys because it it is interesting i can guarantee you but yeah uh, see you all next week hopefully next uh, will it will the top four be decided by next week most probably right by next tuesday yeah so no one of the teams will qualify tomorrow only mm-hmm. mumbai was so, rcb okay bro enough okay mumbai 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 but yeah now you should they lose tomorrow you see i hope so but yeah basically i think <laughs> next week we'll be pretty much done with the four qualified teams and then we can actually revisit our predictions that we had made i think few episodes back and see who all you know came out on top 
but yeah uh-huh. uh let's see and i think thanks guys thanks for uh, being a part of this episode uh, as usual lot to learn as usual very controversial things to speak about and a very long cricket chat that i mean all of us would love so yeah thanks guys see you all hopefully soon and not late the next time bye bye thank you bye guys bye bye, bye.